All right. Well, Happy New Year. Welcome back to the Animals at Home podcast. I hope everybody had a great holiday break. I know I did. It was great to just take a break from the computer and take a break from reptiles and just, you know, spend time with family and disconnect. That was great. And regular programming for the podcast will be fired back up next Sunday. So you're going to have to wait until January 17th. We have some great episodes planned. But earlier this week, I actually recorded a YouTube video, and then this morning when I was going through it, I realized there's really nothing visual in this video, and I think it would be it would really work well. It's just a short bonus episode of the podcast, so that is exactly what this is. There's pretty much nothing visual in this video, so you can listen along and get the exact same message that I deliver on the YouTube video. You will hear me talk about a t-shirt contest. If you do want to enter in the t-shirt giveaway, you will have to eventually go to the YouTube video sometime between now and January 24th. That's when the contest will be closed, so if you do want to participate in that, just make sure you do end up going to the YouTube video today. But as far as the content in the video is concerned, there's nothing visual that you'll be missing. So let's just jump right into it. And again, we're starting regular episodes January 17th. Enjoy this bonus episode. Are reptiles a dangerous addiction? In this video, I'm going to break down why we as keepers need to be very careful on how we go about acquiring new reptiles. Before we jump into the rest of the video, I do want to give you a chance to win a free Animals at Home podcast t-shirt. So if you are interested in how you can do that, make sure you watch to the very end and I have instructions in the last portion of the video. Welcome back to Animals at Home. My name is Dylan. Thank you very much for tuning in today. If you are looking for new ways to advance your reptile husbandry, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and also go listen to the podcast. You can find us on any podcasting platform. Just search Animals at Home Network and you will find us. And I've also just created a new YouTube channel that's dedicated towards podcast clips. You can find that at A-A-H-N Clips. I'll put that in the description as well. I would love if you went and subscribed. I'm just slowly populating that with sort of exciting clips from the podcast. All right, on to the video. Okay, so before we go too far, let me define some terms here because are reptiles a dangerous addiction is a very aggressive title and a tiny bit of clickbait. We're going to make a small alteration here so you fully are on the same page as me. So by dangerous, of course, I don't mean bodily dangerous, although that could be the case depending on the species you own. But for the most part, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a psychological danger. Maybe pernicious is a better word. So let's retitle the video can reptiles be a pernicious addiction? Now, I know that's not exactly the title I chose, but it is close enough, and now you're here. I apologize for the clickbait, but that is exactly what we're looking at today. Can reptiles be a pernicious addiction? So let me explain. So I've been thinking about this problem in the reptile trade for quite a while now, and it seems to manifest itself in what I call the chase. So whether that's the chase for a new animal or the chase for a new morph or the chase for even adding a new species to the reptile trade, there is this perpetual chase that happens with no apparent finish line, and that really worries me. The main issue seems to be as keepers are reaching for new animals or reaching for new morphs to find fulfillment in the trade, and it creates an endless vicious cycle. Now, to analogize this in sort of a silly way, I'm going to play a very short clip of a podcast I recorded with Jonathan Wallace or aka the Bearded Herper, and I give a non-reptile related analogy that I think will make this endless finish line seem a little more apparent. So I'm going to play that right now and I will see you after that. And so I think get, getting back to the morphs, I think like the the point that you make was really good in terms of its human nature to to covet the rare and the unique. And so that, that's something that I've identified as well. And it almost seems like there's a, it's a never ending game in, in that sense. And I know in the comments, I kind of made a, like a little sort of silly analogy that I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell the listeners that I think sort of highlights that, that, that point well is a couple of months ago, I was at a bonfire and we're, we're sitting around with a couple of friends. There's a huge full moon 
And one of my friends was kind of being goofy and just said, imagine it would be so cool if, if the earth had two moons and it would be so amazing to sit here and see two moons. And to which I said, if we had two moons, you'd be sitting here saying, how cool would it be if we had three moons? And, oh, and yeah. it, it's sort of, and because it's like you're kind of walking on a, a moving sidewalk that you never get to the end because as soon as you've produced this cool looking thing, it's almost like it's not cool anymore. We only like, it's almost like the fantasy of things that don't exist is more interesting. So I know that's a very silly analogy, but it's sort of depicting this tendency for humans to not be satisfied with the environment around them and always want something more. Now, there is a term I brought up on Brian Cusco's live stream on Triple B TV. If you haven't seen that, I'll put the link in the description. And that term was called the hedonic cycle. So here's the definition of the hedonic cycle. And you can let me know if this sounds a little bit familiar. So the hedonic cycle, also known as the hedonic treadmill, is defined as the tendency for an individual to return to a baseline level of happiness independent of external stimulus. Okay, so let me give you an example. Let's just say you are a 7 out of 10 on the happiness scale. Totally arbitrary scale. Doesn't matter. We're just going to use it for an example. And then one day you decide, hey, I want to go buy a new animal. Excitement starts to build. You start doing your research. Maybe you go buy an enclosure. You're an 8 out of 10. Now you're a 9 out of 10 on that scale. That excitement that you're feeling is dopamine, the neurotransmitter for pleasure. And dopamine actually increases and peaks in the anticipation of an event happening. It's not actually the event that gives you the highest dopamine spike. It's the anticipation. That's why it's so exciting and feels so good to wait for an animal in the mail or do your research. You're waiting for the expo. You're all building up to this crescendo when you get your new animal. So the excitement continues to build. Dopamine continues to rise. And eventually, bam, you go out and you buy your new animal. Now, let's just say by the time you get that new animal, you are a 10 out of 10 on the happiness scale or excitement or fulfillment, whatever you want to call it, you're a 10 out of 10. And that might last for a few weeks, maybe a month, maybe two months, but eventually it begins to wane. And eventually you return to that baseline of 7 out of 10. Your body adapts to your new situation. Your new situation is now that you have an extra animal in your room and you return to 7 out of 10. We are all very, very familiar with this experience, and it's not just the reptile world. This is a phenomenon across all humans, and we just happen to see it in the reptile world a lot. So that is that horrible cycle that you can get stuck in. So now you're back to square one, you're back to seven out of 10, and hence the name hedonic treadmill. You know, I do see this as a major issue in the reptile trade. It is so pervasive that you probably don't even go a full week without seeing a meme referencing it. Now, I have to remember, within every, even though these memes are funny, within every little meme or every little joke, there is some truth. Now, this pattern of behavior could easily fall into the definition of an addiction, a strong inclination to do, use, or indulge in something repeatedly. Now, there are so many benefits to keeping pet reptiles at home, but my fear is if you aren't paying attention to your actions and you actually happen to be unknowingly running on that hedonic treadmill, you won't be able to appreciate the many benefits. The line between the reptile hobby benefiting the keeper and hindering the keeper is very, very thin. If you are stuck on that hedonic treadmill, the hobby can feel quite fulfilling because you're constantly getting that hit of dopamine, you're excited, you're constantly getting new animals, but continuously buying reptiles to find in enjoyment in the reptile trade is very dangerous for at least three reasons. The first is with every mouth that comes through your door, every animal that you have to feed and care for, you're going to have less time and money to work with. The second reason is it is potentially unfair to the animal because eventually if you get to a collection that's too large to provide great care for everybody, you're now neglecting an animal or several animals and that's not fair. And then the third reason, like I already mentioned, you are going to be masked from the actual true benefits of the hobby. Now, I want to stop for a second and make a few crucial things very clear. 
I am not saying that large collections are bad or that people who have large collections are inherently out of control. Of course, there are many great keepers out there who can manage large collections and provide great care for each animal, but of course that is not always the case. There is this tendency in the reptile trade to give badges of honor to people who have large collections. People who have many mouths to feed, we give them a badge of honor, and I think that's a bad way to go about it. Badges of honor should be really kept for those who have great husbandry, regardless of the amount of animals you have. Great husbandry, badge of honor, if you have a thousand animals under your roof, you don't get a badge of honor unless you can prove that each one of those animals is being cared for properly. And the second thing I want to make clear is this is not a call to stop people from owning reptiles. Obviously, this is a reptile-based channel. Although I find when I am critical of the reptile trade, I often, I'm sure I will get in this video as well, I get the critique that I'm spouting animal rights rhetoric, which is absolutely not true. These are the conversations we ought to be having. And if we don't, other people will have them for us, which will be a much worse outcome. So to finish this video off, we're going to list the four benefits to the reptile trade. From my point of view, there are many others, but these are four main ones. And I also want to give you guys some tools for how we can get off or turn off the hedonic treadmill. So here are the four benefits of the hobby that I see. The first is it introduces people to animals and gives them a love for nature and wildlife. The second is the opportunity to participate in conservation, whether that's through assurance colonies in captivity or donations like I do with the Amazon Rainforest Conservancy. The third option is the hobby often helps in adding information to the scientific literature. Quite often, academics will come to the hobby to ask how to take care of animals or husbandry-wise questions so they can take care of them in the lab. And we do way more than that. There's many examples of the hobby having direct impact on science. And the fourth, which is very important as well, is the hobby gives people a sense of responsibility and purpose, which is crucial. Now, these benefits, I believe, can be masked if you're running on that hedonic treadmill because eventually you will find yourself not being a participant in the reptile hobby and instead you are a livestock manager, which is not fun. That is work. Changing water bowls, cleaning out tubs, doing the whole thing you will miss out on these four amazing benefits. And like I said, there are many others and I would love to see what you think are some of the benefits of the hobby in the comments below. So how do we turn this treadmill off? Now, it is a trap that many reptile keepers fall into, including myself. I've mentioned many times on the channel that as I started to learn more about advancing my care, proper lighting, proper enrichment, cage size, and whatnot, I eventually realized I had more animals than I could properly care for. Now, I didn't go get rid of a bunch of animals, but this was about two years ago, and since then, I've dedicated all my time, energy, and money into improving the animals that I have now. So improving their cages, larger enclosures, more enrichment, better lighting, and I will continue to do that because my work is not done in this room. I don't have any plans to get a new animal. So this is a trap that all of us fall into at some point. I shouldn't say all of us, but many of us. So I think there are two effective methods we can use to turn the treadmill off. The first is simply appreciation. Appreciate the animals that you currently have in your home. Appreciate the animals that you are caring for right now. Reptile keeping is a luxury. There's no other way to see it. It is a luxury. Even if you are a reptile-related business, maybe you're producing animals or producing equipment, your business can only exist because customers can afford the luxury of keeping these animals. So appreciate what you have. I want you to imagine right now there's a knock at your door and it's a government official that's coming to take away all your animals. So run through that exercise in your mind. Imagine you go into your reptile room or into the, the you know, go look at the one enclosure that you have and it's no longer there and your animals are completely gone. Live with that for a few seconds and then go back and appreciate what you have. That is key. And the second and I think even more potent thing you can do to turn the treadmill off, and I wouldn't even say it's turning the treadmill off, it's almost just redirecting it into a positive direction, 
is improve your husbandry. That will pay dividends. Maybe you want to do it, make a change and you start doing your research. You want to do a larger enclosure or add some climbing branches or some plants. That process in itself is very exciting. But then you get this subsequent excitement that follows when you get to watch the animal's behavior change based off of the husbandry change you made. You get to watch it interact with the live plants or the climbing branches. It doesn't matter. That is exciting. And the best part is, is that is an endless endeavor. We can constantly make small improvements and steps towards trying to replicate nature. We will never be perfect. But every time you make a change, you unlock a new small behavior in that animal and it's very exciting as the keeper. So it almost takes that treadmill and puts it into something much more positive because now in this case, yes, you might be spending some money, but you're putting it into an animal that is now going to have increased welfare instead of forcing you now to feed a second mouth, which is going to take up more space, more time, and more of your energy. So of course, this doesn't mean you can't go out and buy a new animal or you shouldn't plan to buy a new animal. But I would just caution you to make sure you're not running on that treadmill before you go out and do so. So let me know in the comments. Do you think the hedonic treadmill is something that we actually need to worry about in the reptile trade? Is it as prevalent as I feel it is? And if you do think it's an issue, what are some other ways we can turn the treadmill off? I've listed two, but I would love to hear what you guys have to say as well. Thank you very much for watching today's video. If you enjoyed this video and you want to see more like it, make sure you subscribe to the channel so you don't miss any future podcasts or videos. And I would also really appreciate if you could share this across Facebook and Instagram as much as possible. If you think this is a conversation the community should be having, then share it so we can get a great conversation happening down in the comment section below. And I'm going to pass this on to my future self who's going to tell you all about the t-shirt giveaway. I'll see you guys in the next one. Okay, so as I said, I do want to give away one of these animals at home t-shirts. They do come in four different colors and the winner will be able to choose the color that they want and I will ship internationally. So all you have to do to enter the giveaway is go to animalsathome.ca slash giveaway. That link is in the description and that will take you to a ballot box where you can enter your name into the draw. So there are several ways you can get your name into this draw, but there is one mandatory thing that you must do and that is you must advance the care for one of your reptiles at home. I don't care how you advance. Maybe it's something small. Maybe you add a stick for them to investigate or you add live plants or you change a substrate. Do something that is going to increase the welfare of one of the reptiles that you have at home and then let me know in the answer box and that will officially get your name into the draw and then there are a few other bonus ways that you can also add your name into the draw like visiting the podcast network website or visiting amazon rainforest conservancy and so on and so on you do have to enter your email address as well but i'm not collecting these emails in any way the only reason you have to enter your email is so i can contact you if you are the winner i will leave the giveaway up for exactly two weeks after this video has been posted please go to the description box below to fully read the official rules and then you can find the link there and click it and enter the giveaway Good luck. All right, that is the end of that little mini short bonus episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And again, if you do want to participate in that t-shirt giveaway, make sure you do end up going to the YouTube video and just click the link in the description, read the instructions or the rules, and then you can enter from there. I'll talk to you guys next week.